0: Good morning, it is back from the brink time. I'm Todd Brinker. It is Thursday, the 8th of April, 2021. Erin will be joining us momentarily. She wraps up the radio show and gets the morning schedule going there at KCAA, and then she will join us here. Um, so, uh, stuff going on in the world, um, as people are, uh, who, who listen to the show and listen to this podcast, no, I'm a Lakers fan and, uh, and so Lakers are playing today. Uh, it'll be 7:30 Eastern. That's a 4:30 start here on the West coast and they're playing against the Miami heat and, um, uh, it will be a difficult game for them. Although rumor has it that, um, that. Uh, Anthony Davis will be rejoining them this evening. So we'll see if that if if he if he gets back. He's been out for um I think 3 or 4 weeks now because of uh a uh, a strain in his calf. And we want to be very careful with that and go slow cuz we don't want him to re-injure it. If you recall, um 2 years ago when uh, Kevin Durant was in the uh, was with the with the Golden State Warriors in finals, he said um that he was dealing with a calf strain and he played in the finals and ended up tearing his Achilles part of the way through that game and then set out an entire year. And so we definitely don't want that to happen with uh, Anthony Davis. And so hopefully, hopefully, hopefully um, he's going to be all right and come back and they will kind of ease him into it. Speaking of Kevin Durant, he has been out again with similar issues with a calf strain and uh, last night was his first game back and he played impressively. Um, so hopefully he's also healthy and well. It's looking like uh, the two teams that have the talent stack right now, and granted there's no guarantees because there's lots of talented teams, and especially uh, excuse me, the teams in the West, but um, uh, the Lakers and the Nets seem to be the two teams with the big talent stacks as long as everybody's healthy, so we'll see if those two teams actually end up making it into the finals against each other. It'll be uh, very interesting. But, you know, the Denver Nuggets and the uh, uh, and the Utah Jazz and the Phoenix Suns and, of course, the uh, L.A. Clippers might have something to say about that on the West Coast. And on the East Coast, you've got to assume that uh, both uh, uh, Philadelphia and uh, Minneapolis will have something to say about Brooklyn as well as possibly Miami um although they seem to be kind of uh, stagnant for the moment we'll see how that all plays out there's you know it's it's generally accepted in the nba that the west coast has a has the the stronger teams and so getting through the west and to the top of the heap and getting into the finals is a more difficult slog but uh you know that doesn't mean that the the, the best in the east aren't as strong as the best in the west it just means that there's it's deeper there's more of them in the West and and so those teams are difficult. But uh yeah, last night the Nets won one thirty nine to one eleven. Um and uh it wasn't really close. They're they're when they're winning they're blowing people out. So um yeah, we'll see what happens. Um you know it's uh anyway, I'm a basketball fan in general and a Lakers fan in specific. So uh go Lakers, hang in there. Let's see if we can uh continue to chalk up some wins um you know at one point there was talk about the lakers being the the odds-on favorite to win the west with the injuries that they've had they're now sitting i think in fifth place so um you know that, that them them winning the west is less of an issue they just want to get into the playoffs and then they can go from there i'll tell you though they're going to be a very scary playoff team especially if they end up in one of the RC spots so, all right aaron's here so we can quit talking about basketball Hi, Aaron. Are you there? Hello? I'm talking, but I don't hear her. Hmm. Let's try it again. It's not connecting. We're having difficulty connecting. Welcome to the world of Skype radio. She's going to try to call back in and again. so there we go. This time we connected.
1: Yep. Sorry.
0: Not your fault. As I was saying, uh, while we were trying to hook up, he's like, welcome to the world of Skype radio. I mean, when it works, it works well. And it's, you know, one of the best things we've got. Although I know some people have switched over and started using zoom for, um, for voice connections. Uh, their sound quality is, is quite good as well. And in fact, in some cases it's better. And so, um uh, you know something we might explore at some point but um, you know this works for us most of the time and mostly well so I was spending a little bit of time talking about the uh, the fact that uh, the Lakers play tonight and Anthony Davis is supposed to come back from his uh, his first game at least for some minutes after uh, having been out for several weeks with a uh, calf issue and uh, on the east coast Um, Kevin Durant likewise has had a calf issue and last night was his first game back and he had a really good game. So, uh, but you want to be careful because Kevin Durant in the finals two years ago had a sore calf and had been out for a while, but came back and played in the finals. And in that game, he then uh, pulled his Achilles and uh, was out for an entire year. So, so calf issues for basketball players, because it usually, you know, is also related to Achilles injuries. Are very serious. And so you go very slow and make absolutely certain that everything is, is healing and, and healed and proper before you start stressing it again. Cause otherwise it, you know, mm-hmm. if you, if you tear an Achilles, it's, it's, it's a year long process to get back to where you can, you know, be on your feet and play at that level again and jump. For those who don't know, the Achilles is the tendon that is right behind your ankle that, that attaches the heel basically up to the rest of the body. And so when you jump, that's where it pulls on the back of your heel to help your your toe point your toes. And if that tears, you can't point your toes. You can't jump. You can walk, but you walk with a limp. And so, um, yeah, you know, uh, you kind of need to be able to jump in basketball.
1: And tendons are slow and healing.
0: Yes, they are. Yeah, not a lot of blood vessels there, so not a lot of uh, fast growth. They're meant to be strong and fibrous and and last a long, long time. But when you're, you know, creeping up on seven feet and weigh two hundred and sixty, two hundred and seventy pounds, um, that's just a lot of wear and tear on the body. You know, it's not. That's why. Yep. That's why professional athletes don't play into their sixties because it's just too much, too much wear and tear. Uh, you know, the old men are the ones approaching, you know, their late 30s and early 40s. So, um, anyhow, enough basketball. Um, let's see. What were we talking about so before we the went? To robo the robocalls. Robo oh,
1: calls. yeah,
0: that's right. We were talking about robocalls, particularly from car warranties and home warranties. And they are so annoying. And it doesn't matter if you're on the don't call list, they ignore that. These are. F- Fly by night outfits that are are basically breaking the law, and it's selling so oh, away. Yeah, and they're really not selling you anything because the few people who do get suckered into spending way more money than they should on a warranty often find out that they got nothing. They got a piece of paper if they if they get that. If they're they're lucky if they get anything mailed to them at all. Um, they take your money and then they you know after they've picked up enough money before anybody uh, can can grab them and throw them in jail they shut down the phone room and switch to somewhere else you know and so they bounce around because this is easy to do in fact you don't even have to have a phone room anymore you can do it virtually you can hire people virtually to sell things and the person who's selling it to you may think they're actually selling you a a real warranty it's just it's you know because they're hired on the premise that hey you're going to take these cold calls and try to sell these things and we'll give you a commission and they may think that they're doing you know you a service by selling you a warranty but it's so annoying so annoying they have all the time. Now, I have T-Mobile, and I get these things marked as scam likely, and so they don't ring on my phone. They just drop into my missed calls. But I get a notification, and I can look at the phone number and see if it's one that I know and whether or not I want to pick it up. Um, but uh, And that's a service that's provided through T-Mobile. And so that, for the most part, they don't actually ever ring through to my phone. But I also get them as texts. Do you have that? Uh, yes,
1: I do get them. I do get texts and I have tried to respond with stop, it doesn't work. So I end up having, I have a lot of blocked phone numbers on my phone.
0: Yeah. Well, and the thing is. Because use
1: new phone numbers all the time. Yeah,
0: they spoof the numbers. They're not actually coming from that. When you, when you, the way the phone system works, and I've set up phone rooms, and so I understand how how that works, is you can, um, the number that displays on your phone when somebody's calling you can be, plugged in so they can put in a number and the reason that the phone company set that up is because if you've got a whole bunch of uh, bank of phones calling in, say say like i used to work for newspapers so say i work for a newspaper and we've got people calling uh people in our area to ask if they want a subscription to the newspaper the number that shows up in their thing you don't want that to be one of the 25 different numbers in the phone room you want to say call this number which is our subscription number at the newspaper or the main line at the newspaper, so that then the newspaper's operator can route you to wherever you need to go. Of course, that's back when we had operators. Nowadays, they just you know usually get a, a phone route, right? You know, it's like thank you for calling the newspaper. You know, insert newspaper name here, the San Bernardino Sun, right? Say thank you for calling that or whatever, and then you know press one for editorial, press two for you know classified ads. Press, you know, that's what you get nowadays. But. Uh, yeah. But so, so there was a the legitimate reason for setting up a system that allowed you to plug in whatever number you wanted. But the scammers have randomized that. So they just say, well, we're calling into this uh, area code, and we're calling into this prefix. So then put four random numbers behind that. If you would ever call those numbers back, you might get somebody's random house or something because they're just made-up numbers to make it look like it's coming from somewhere in your area. And that person could be sitting in Oshkosh. You know? Um, it's It's... It's lies from the beginning. They might as well go into the news business. (laughs) Yeah. But it's it's just—it's such an annoyance. It's such an annoyance, you know. I mean, you're constantly, my phone, even though it doesn't ring, I get a buzz every time a call comes in, so it, like, buzzes, and then I go look to see what it is, and it's garbage. And it happens all the time. In fact, uh, during one of our breaks, I sat down and just looked at the history of my phone. And, yeah, I get about three to five of these a week. Um, you know, they don't all come like once a day But I'll get like two or three in one day And then nothing for a day or two And then I'll get a couple more in the next day And then a couple more, you know And then one day I'll get one And then, you know, and it's just, it's so annoying And they sometimes leave voicemails and Or, or, or voice messages And you go in and you listen And they're all the exact same word-for-word script That they're somebody's reading, right? It's different voices Somebody's reading this stupid script Hi, we talked the other day about this thing, and I'm just following up, and here's the information about, you know, and and call me back, and uh, it's just awful. And a couple of tips that have been given out on these. First of all, uh, whenever they call, don't pick up the phone, because if you do, you acknowledge that they got a live number, because they're just using calling random numbers. And if you don't pick up the phone and it just drops into a voicemail, then the system basically, you know, doesn't acknowledge that there's an actual human being there that's answering calls if you do they flag you and say hey there's somebody who answered a call and now you'll get more calls and it, if by <laughs> a chance you happen to pick up a, a the phone and they're there never never push a button on the phone because they capture any any feedback from you so like if you push a, you know if they say press one for, press two for, ignore that hang up because as soon as you press one or two, because you want to talk to somebody and tell them to stop, you've now acknowledged again that this is a live number. And they will not only flag you, but they will sell that number to other people who call you. So you'll, you'll increase the number of calls that you get. Um, they recommend that you screen incoming calls. And there is a function you can use on both iPhones and Android phones, but you got to be careful about how you use it. And what that is, is it's silence unknown callers. So if it's not somebody who's in your phone list then the phone won't ring. The call will come through and it'll drop into voicemail. Okay, And this is a great thing if you're getting a lot of these calls. But you also have to be aware that like, if your pharmacy calls you to say, hey, come pick up your prescription, or your doctor calls you to verify your appointment, these are people that may or may not be in your, um, in your particular phone book on your phone, and so they may not ring. And if it's an important call, then you want to make sure you turn that function off so that you don't miss a call, Um, you know, especially if you're expecting one from somebody who who, and like a lot of doctor's offices are the same kind of thing with the phone numbers. So, you know, you call a number to get the doctor, but when they call you back, it can be one of three or four numbers because usually they have a couple lines. And so, you know, if you don't have all those numbers in your phone book, then you might miss that call. So I just want people to be aware that it's important if there's an important call coming, don't do this. But you can go on an iPhone uh, to Settings Phone and scroll down and select (laughs) Silence Unknown Callers. And on Androids, you go to Settings and then tap on Block Numbers, and then there's an option to Block Unknown Callers. And again, those are callers that are not in your contacts list. That's what an unknown caller is. So, um, you know, if you want to limit your calls to people that you actually know that you put in your contacts list for a reason, you can do that with the caveat that... You know, if they know how to turn it back off, if you're expecting a call that's important. So, um, yeah. Oh, I hate these things. Hate them, hate them, hate them.
1: I, I do, too. And, you know, for those of us who are, which is a lot of almost all of us who are still working remotely, and your cell phone became your de facto office phone because right. there's nobody at the office, you know. So I can't block those numbers yet. Mm-hmm. Come on, Bureau. Yeah.
0: Bureau. Yeah. I mean, you getting business calls from people. <laughs> and and you know it's like they're not all in your phone book but you can't have those so you have to have it on which is annoying now i know some people will put it on on silent so at least it's just vibing and making that sound um you know and and especially if you're sitting at home in an office where you don't have a lot of noise around if you have got kids it may not work but in in a in a relatively quiet space that vibe sound is enough you you will hear it even if it's not physically on your body you know in a pocket or something you'll hear that vibe sound um uh it's funny what I have found is any time you have anything for an alarm or a ring ringtone, after a period of time, that sound becomes something that causes you to tense up. You know, whether it's the ah. r- sound. Like I'll watch a TV show and if you hear that sound, somebody's got their phone on, on silent and, 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 uh, and th- there's a phone call on the show, you know, and you hear the r- sound, my body just unintentionally like, it, it takes my focus and my and my body tenses to it. It's like it's a weird thing. I used to have a song, a song as a ringtone. You know, it was someone is calling? I think it's Regina Spector's ring, 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 you know. And um, and every time I heard that song, I would tense up. And in fact, at one time, I used to have a song that I liked that way, and I took it off because it ruined the song for me. And I put it on yes. there because I thought, oh, I like this song, but suddenly it had a negative connotation because. For whatever reason, I guess I have a negative feeling every time the phone rings because now it's taking me away from what I'm doing and dragging me to go do something. And sometimes it's a good call, and an important call, and I want to take it. But it takes the onus, whereas a text comes in, I can respond when I'm ready to respond, so I can finish what right. I'm doing before I then deal with it. When a phone call comes in, you either ignore the phone call, which is rude, or you pick up the phone call. And now you have to talk at that point in time, whether you were doing something or not, you know. So phone calls can be inconvenient.
1: Do you know what You know what else is rude? Speaking of not picking up the phone being rude, I have people pick, who've picked up the phone and basically said, I'm in the middle of something. Okay, well.
0: Then why'd you pick up the phone? Why'd you a- answer? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's you like know? They Just let it roll the voicemail then and, uh, and call me back yeah. when, when you can talk. Yeah, yeah that's, exactly. That's, that's, that's yeah. you're right. That's incredibly rude. It's kind of stupid. And they, they're thinking, yes. well, it's rude that you interrupted me. It's like, well, I don't know what you're doing.
1: I just called. Ex- exactly. <laughs> exactly. Know? If exactly. you can't talk, well, then don't. The, exactly. You know?
0: But don't be offended if somebody then turns around and calls you and they don't immediately pick up the phone to talk to you. I mean, you know, people can be busy. Exactly. You know, or, and, and the, the, do me a the, favor. The, the, don't pick the, up the phone if you're in the bathroom. I don't want to talk to oh,
1: you. Oh, about... oh, yeah, right. You know, just right? don't. People don't do that.
0: Do that. <laughs> I don't want to be talking to you, and and twenty seconds into the conversation, hear the toilet flush. That I don't want. <laughs> you know, sounds paint pictures in my mind, and I just don't need that picture. Yeah.
1: Exactly. People people will answer the phone in public restrooms. It's like, please don't do that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Frankly, it, it irritates the crap out of me if I see anybody even with their phone out in a public restroom. I saw some guy the other day who who I don't know whether he was getting ready to do his business or had just finished doing his business, but he kind of stepped up against the wall out of the way and then whips out his phone with his back against the wall and the phone facing towards the room, which has a camera on it.
1: You're like, dude.
0: Yeah. I basically up? said, sir, can you put your camera away? And he looked at me and kind of flustered. Then he went, oh. And, and you know, I don't think he even realized it. And he, and he put it away. Said, do you mind? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> dude, not cool. Dude. Step outside. I mean, I don't care if, you know, and, and maybe he was waiting for his kid who was in a stall or something, which is, you know, a totally parental parental thing to do. But put the phone away or step outside the restroom and wait for him. I mean, you can't go anywhere. You know, <laughs> what's he going to do? It's in a bathroom. He's locked in a stall. Um uh you know, I mean, I understand parents want to be protective of their children in public bathrooms. I don't I, I have no issue with that. But don't stand there with a the camera out filming. You're now the perv you're trying to protect your child from. Little yes. did you know.
1: You're able to stand in public places for five minutes without having their phone out.
0: I know. It's amazing how people think that that's just impossible to do now. You know, that you can actually be alone with your thoughts. Ooh, that's scary. <laughs> Sit there. It is
1: scary. I don't. Yeah. It's not nice in there, Todd.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it usually doesn't smell that great. I mean, it's like that's not a place I want to hang out. Um, but you know, it's one of those things where, you know, you can you can manage to stand there without your phone and you can sit and contemplate the last thing you heard in the news and whether or not you think it, there was any truth in it. That'll that'll keep your brain busy. Um.
1: Uh,
0: yeah. You know. So, yeah, uh, the, those robo calls. I know we kinda of got off the, the track, but man.
1: And another thing is we're yeah. getting a little ranty. I
0: know, but you know <laughs> well, we were a little ranty today, you know? I mean we basically spent two segments going on about uh the the crap that passes for news. And then and then, you know, we, we had a nice little segue. It was nice to have a conversation, um with uh Sandy Gledhill, um, you know, about uh about her work and the leadership. It was interesting. She made a connection or or maybe I kind of drew the connection while the conversation was going on. Cause I didn't really participate a whole lot, but I, I listen, and I interject when I have something to say um, uh, or there's a gap. If, if, if there's a pause, sometimes I'll fill in. But, uh, um, it. But uh, it the idea that, you know, the leadership, I think if you look at the impetus for people who become leaders very often not always, but very often they're coming from a place of service, right? I think I can make this better for people. I think I can help us as a company do something better, and so I want to. I, you know, you're you're driven to kind of move to a leadership position to step up and help, uh, whether it be you know um, facilitate communication or or coordinate efforts in order to get a group of people to do things better. I think it's you know that that's the, the thing that drives a lot of people towards leadership. Um, you know, and, and, and I know there is also people who just, you know, it's like, I like the idea of being in power and charge, you know, being able to tell people what to do. And it's funny because you can tell the difference in leadership styles when people are motivated differently. But I think some of the best, the best leaders, uh, tend to be those that are coming at it from a, from a perspective of service. So
1: I agree. I agree. So, um, you know, I, I've only met a handful of people, thankfully, because I have no respect for people like this, who are just motivated by money and power. Yeah. Um, and I, I think people like that are kind of despicable. Right. Uh, because they'll, they'll do anything to get what they – if that's their motivation, if that's their North Star, they'll do anything to anyone to get there.
0: Yeah. and Certainly um, nothing wrong with saying let's go make some money as a, as a company or as a group, right? But, but you're right. right. That shouldn't be your underlying motivation is money and power. And, and you really kind of put the right. two together because I mean, everybody wants to make some money, but,
1: but, well, right. But, 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 but that's not, I mean, most people, they I mean, yes, they want to have a comfortable living, but right. it's not like, um, you know, even, you know, if you look at our captains of industry, I, I think that it's about, uh, it's about money and it's about, they want to grow their businesses, but it's about the conquest. It's about, um, mm-hmm. uh, which is power. Um, But it's also about just building a better mousetrap. Right. It's the challenge of of saying, can
0: we do this? If we all put our heads together, can we do this? And they like those kind of challenges because they view them as giant puzzles or problems to be solved, right? And so you break it down into constituent parts and say, well, how can we attack this and can we do this better as a company, right? And then that increases stockholder value and the company grows and then, you know, we were successful and in some cases you know if you make something it's like well have we made society better because this thing we make is of value to people I mean those are the the you know internal motivations that I think are are in their you know it the, the best of our of our of our uh, angels right As, that drive us forward, but there are those also it's like i want to beat that guy you know i want that other guy who makes this thing we want to push him out of business because I don't like that guy right there are those kind of motivations too and people are complex sometimes there's a giant melting pot of motivations for doing things uh,
1: i remember meeting a woman once who um she and her uh husband had been living in d c and you know, we were talking about life in D.C. and she hadn't said much, but then her face lit up and she said, I just love the power. And I'm like, I was so repelled and repulsed by that. Yeah,
0: almost because, like a chill goes up your spine, right? You go, Ooh. yes, I just saw yeah, evil like, in oh, front of me.
1: It, precisely. Yeah. Precisely. Because, you know, if, anybody who aspires to power for power's sake scares the hell out of me. Right. Because
0: it makes again, me, yeah. Makes me think of that.
1: Get
0: there. Right. Exactly. That's it. It's just like, well, then what are the limits of what you'd be willing to do to get power? You know, yes. it, it it's basically the whole story of, um, of, um, you know, the, the Hobbit and the, uh, and the Lord of the Rings, right. Is this ring yes. of power and this, 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 this evil striving for power, for power's sake. I, the scene in the in the movies that I liked was when Frodo and his companions finally get to Rivendell, and there is Bilbo, an old Bilbo, and he asks to see his old ring one more time. And Frodo goes, "I don't think so," and he like lurches out at him, and his face contorts into this like dem- demonic look as he wants it, and then he realizes what he's done, and he feels bad about it. But it was like, you know, that that that. Uh, power can or that striving for power uh can can overtake your heart if you let it and so um yeah it's it's not the right motivation so um before we 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 squeezed it in real quick before we got to the end of the radio show our um our question of the day our trivia question was what was charles dickens first novel now anybody can look it up i have do you happen to know i have no idea yeah it was actually a, a series of stories that were serialized in uh in a magazine at the time, and it was one of the first ones that popularized serialized fiction and cliffhangers and He was asked to uh back in the day they would do what they called sporting plates and essentially, what they were was in a newspaper it was like a a like a single frame comic strip or but they didn 't necessarily have a story they were just like you know visual puns that they would put in the paper. And he was asked to write a series of stories in support of these these sporting plates. And what it ended up becoming and what it was published is, uh, was called the Posth- Posthumous Papers of the Pickwick Club, also known as the Pickwick Papers. And so those were collected and then put into a novel at one point. And it was sort of the beginning of the cliffhanger endings. So they would tell a story and then leave a cliffhanger and you had to wait for the next edition. And they went out over huh. uh, over 20 months uh, each month, the new one would come out with a new story, and then you would have to wait and see till next month what happened. Dun dun
1: dun, dun dun dun. I had no idea.
0: Yeah, the Pickwick Papers. I had. Yeah, you know, it's funny I'm because
1: you're thinking like Oliver Twist. That was actually or, his second novel. You know. Oh, okay.
0: That was his second novel. That's what came up next. Um, and so uh, yeah. They became super popular, and in fact, it was it was um, uh, one of the uh, first things. I mean, it was it was a one of the first sort of publishing phenomena in that it was so popular that there were like bootleg copies made. People were printing it up without getting Dickens' um, approval, and and they weren't paying him. They did uh, theatrical performances. There were joke books based on it, and merchandising around it. And this is all back wow. you know, in 1867. Uh, or, or 1836 is actually, I guess, the first cover uh, was issued in 1836. Um, in uh, the, the gentleman who had asked him to write, the, the publisher, Robert Seymour, who had asked him, uh, 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 or I, I guess, I, I'm not sure whether it was the publisher, uh, Chapman and Hall, or whether it was Robert Seymour. Robert Seymour was the illustrator who did the sporting plates. And after he had died, his wife then claimed that Dickens should... Um, uh, pay his estate a certain amount of money because you know they were all based around these sporting plates that he drew and dickens actually specifically published as a preface to his 1867 edition that mr seymour never originated or suggested an incident a phrase or a word to be found in the book and he never paid
1: wow there truly is nothing under the sun nothing new under the sun todd yeah, nothing it, new. Yeah, the same kind of struggles back yeah. then are are happening today.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh Yeah, it, it's it's very interesting that that the same old stuff happens, you know. And it's funny because I think, you know, we're looking at something that was in the the early 1800s and referring to a story and what's happening amongst humans then, you could go back 200 years before that, or 200 years before that, or 200 years before that. You know, and I mean, they're adapted
1: for the times, but they're essentially the same thing Yeah, because human nature is still human nature.
0: Yep. Yep. I mean, you could go back to, you know, Egypt and there's people who are arguing over, you know, who did what and, and who gets credit for it and, you know, whether they'll get a shekel or not, you know, I mean, that's just, that's just, uh, yeah, it's human nature. It's, you know, we, we, we. Haggle and hassle and barter and argue. That's what we do. And, and, you know, and somehow we manage to muddle through and we try to, um, you know, create laws to, to keep it, um, you know, uh, to, to keep it somewhat um, under control or at least put some, some framework around how we shall argue and, and barter and complain at each other so that we don't just, you know, pick up sticks and beat on each other's heads. Um, but, yeah times change people don't <laughs> not so much
1: <laughs> not so much it's true yeah so um
0: i was gonna ask if you ever read year. the pickwick papers but i'm guessing not because you weren't you didn't act like no you recognized it I'm i don't even. i never
1: heard of them
0: i had heard of it but i never <laughs> read it so and i'm not quite sure how he tied it all together if it was originally um sort of you know a disjointed series of stories but i guess they were done serialized so one sort of led into the next so you know, 20 Mm. chapters or so if they were doing one a month. I don't know. So apparently there's been several film adaptations as well. In 1985, there was an animated
1: version. Oh, cool. So um, President Biden is going to be announcing today six executive actions geared toward preventing all forms of gun violence, including mass shootings, community violence, domestic violence, and suicide so i am sure that as soon as these executive orders are signed lawsuits will be filed Um, uh, and he is also making he will make his intent to nominate uh make official his intent to nominate david chipman who is a gun control advocate to lead the bureau of alcohol tobacco firearms and explosives um so basically Uh, um, the DOJ within 30 days will issue a proposed rule to help stop the proliferation of ghost guns and ghost guns um, are untraceable when they turn up at crime scenes because they don't have serial numbers. You basically buy a kit and then put the gun together. Um, And so, uh, you know, all the things that Congress has not done, you know, about uh, reducing firearms and and making certain firearms illegal, it, it appears that, he wants to be he wants to do that by executive fiat. Now uh, no he doesn't have the right to do that. he doesn't have the power to do that and this increasingly I've talked about it I've been railing about it for years this increasingly imperial imperialistic uh, executive branch is just out of control. You, yeah. he, he can't just decide well the Congress is not doing their job so I'm gonna do it for them. no it's literally not your job. Stop it
0: yeah well in a related story and and i'm not using this to try to to be inflammatory about gun control or anything there was another shooting that just happened uh this morning a nfl pro football player philip adams uh killed uh, four people and then himself with a 45 uh they it was uh a uh Doctor Robert Leslie, who was seventy, his wife sixty-nine, and their children uh, Ada and Noah, who were nine and five.
1: Oh, their uh, grandchildren.
0: Oh, was it oh, probably? Yeah, if they're sixty-nine and seventy, they're probably not children, huh? Uh, well, they they were children, but not their children, correct? Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it, we don't know all the details, but horribly sad. The thing is, is that you know that guy's got you know he's an NFL player. He's got enough money to go and to, and if he doesn't have a record, he's going to legally go buy a gun anywhere he wants and a lot of times that's what happens is a lot of this this at least the stuff that makes these headlines these kind of shootings very often the guns were bought legally um and so no law changes are going to change that you know it it might stop the 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 guy on the street from shooting the guy at the 711 when he tries to rob him cuz he probably doesn't have his gun legally but but uh these kinds of things um that's not the right approach now i'm not sure what the right approach is um, because I don't believe at this point that we could go and take, you know, we we couldn't change, even if we changed, and I don't think we will, even if we changed the the Constitution to say that, you know, you you can't just carry guns around, you know, or go get guns whenever you feel like it in this country, which is part of our Constitution. We can do that. Um, I, it wouldn't change it because there's so many guns out there already. You know, that's not going to, it's just not going to change. Um, and quite honestly... Making a gun is not that tough. As you just said, there's these ghost guns. You can buy the parts and pieces and put them together. Shoot, there's people who have demonstrated that if you buy a 3D printer, you can print a gun. It's a simple mechanical thing. It's not that hard to make. There aren't that many pieces. Um, and yeah. so
1: and it's, those who want and them can uh, get them. And there are 300, over 300 million guns already in the United States. Those are the ones that are were legally purchased, plus all of the illegal guns. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Justice Department, in uh, within 60 days, we talked about the ghost guns, will issue a proposed rule to make clear when a device marketed as a stabilizing brace effectively turns a pistol into a short-barreled rifle. Um, they're going to make that subject to the requirements of the, of the National Firearms Act. The Justice Department, within 60 days, will publish model red flag legislation for states. And so... Um, The the portion of the statement that mentioned the stabilizing brace is a reference to the uh, AR and AK pistols, which have barrels that are shorter than a minimum 16 inches required by the National Firearms Act. Uh, The statement said the pistols with an arm brace are concealable, which doesn't really mean anything, legally speaking, um, honestly, and most gun owners, uh, and it's also laughable to most gun owners since many AR pistols are more than two feet long. The claim that, w- they, that the claim that weapons with a pistol brace will be subject to the requirements of the um, NFA means that gun owners will likely be forced to pay a $200 stamp ta- or tax stamp on those firearms, which essentially amounts to taxing a group of people who are serious Second Amendment advocates and largely opponents of Biden and his policy.
0: Yeah. It's, it's a revenue so, grab. Yeah. I mean, yes it is. you know, I, I, and I'm not quite sure what the intent here is, is that it's going to make it more difficult. People who want it are still going to get it. Um, And, you know, and, and I'm not, I, I don't own any guns. I'm not, okay. you know, I'm not really a gun advocate, but I don't know what the solution is here. I mean, I have no issues with people who have guns and I've thought about it, but I don't, I just don't have, you know, I have some pellet guns and, you know, and you know, and, uh, you know, and, people hunt with those too i mean it's there you know it's there are ways to do that but um uh the the idea i mean what they're talking about is it's a pistol that basically you put an attachment on it so that it has a a a gun butt on it so that you can hold it up against your shoulder like a rifle okay so when they say it's like two foot long it's not like a two foot long barrel it's a pistol that you would hold in your hand but instead of having a uh, you know, just holding it in your hand, it then has a gun butt that goes up against your shoulder, so you can stabilize it there, and and then it doesn't move around so much, and you can shoot more accurately. Um, and their th- and, and their thinking is is that somehow make you know by by making those more costly, it's going to make people safer. I mean, I, I I'm not quite sure I draw that line. I don't understand what the what the what their thinking is here. It you know it. It, what they yeah. as they're describing it it doesn't make sense to me what it, it, what their goal is and what they're doing don't jibe because i don't see that 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 you know making those you know picking on that particular item somehow is going to make anybody safer um it's going But to, it, it
1: makes the guns look scarier.
0: Yeah, it's, Well, know? and it, and certainly, so even it that, certainly increases the revenue because somebody's going to get $200 for a stamp, right?
1: Yes. Well, and you know, they talk about assault weapons, and i am I' am using air quotes because that's not an official category or designation right. um, the the rifles are are far more accurate because they're they're braced up against your body. they're far more accurate than um, shooting a rifle is than shooting a pistol and so you know many many people have rifles at home to uh, millions of people have yeah. rifles at home for self- defense um and You know, they you can make a a weapon look as scary as you want, and it doesn't change the actual function of the weapon. So, you know, it's automatic weapons have been illegal in the United States for decades. Um, Fully automatic, semi-automatic. All semi-automatic means is that um, you get you don't you get one one bullet bullet bullet. trigger pull. With, with a trigger pull. Now, a fully automatic yeah. is you can hold that trigger down and it shoots a lot. Right. But this, the what a semi automatic is, what it means is that it automatically loads the bullet into the chamber after every shot. Right. You still have to pull the trigger. Yeah, so you it don't to have shoot. to
0: cock a lever or anything like that in between shots. All you have to do is pull the trigger repeatedly and bullets will come out. That's a right. semi automatic. So a
1: shotgun has through. to be, it has the big shot shells, that has to be. Um, you, have you have to, to cock it that in between each shot,
0: it. right? Because that then physically removes the the spent uh, cartridge and loads the new one into position, so that when you pull the trigger again, it'll go. I do want to make one comment that you said about the accuracy. Rifles are not just accurate because you brace them against your shoulder, but because they have longer barrels, then the 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 bullet itself is much more accurate coming out the end. So that's why they have longer barrels. Fair
1: enough, fair enough, fair enough. Right. Um. Um. And so. Uh, they are definitely more accurate. As a matter of oh, yeah. fact, yeah, uh, no doubt. Um, you know, we we've seen there's a video making its way around. Um, Hunters uh, don't go out into right the way... woods
0: hunting deer with with a handgun. Let's <laughs> put no. it that way. And no, and
1: and that. and honestly, the 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 level of crime that's committed with handguns guns is really high. I mean, you think about. Um, you know, crime that's done in the inner city, etc. cetera, et cetera. Handguns are easier to conceal. Very often they're done with handguns and they're that, they, you know, it's, so it's not just that rifles are the, the big scary enemy guns are using lethal force is a big deal. Yeah. Um, and, 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 re, and res, uh gun owners who are responsible know that, mm-hmm. you know, they, they, they definitely know that and they take care of their guns. And if, and if you know, it, there's a saying that, um, you know, if if you if weapons are outlaws, only outlawed, if guns are outlawed, outlawed only outlaws will have guns. And right. and that is true. A good guy with a gun can you know, they're the ones that can stop a bad guy with a gun. So the Gun Owners of America is uh, wholeheartedly opposed to the unconstitutional. This is their quote gun control threatened by today by President Biden restrictions such as the attacks on homemade and brace equipped firearms and so-called red flag gun confiscation orders and the challenge with the red flag order um the allowance of that is i mean if you have somebody who who is visibly suicidal taking that gun away from them makes it makes sense but but you know who should be subject to that right should it be um uh should it be somebody who maybe who you don't like your neighbor. You think he's a he's a he's a jerk. So you call in and say that he's unstable and he gets his gun taken away. You you know, something like that. There's no you know, you shouldn't be able to willy nilly take people's constitutionally protected firearms.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. There has to be, you know, I mean, there there should be a process. If you, If somebody is behaving erratically, then you need to be able to, you know, have an evaluation. But but just because somebody complains. No. You know, yeah. that's that and that's I was going to say that, you know, that that's the kind of thing that that was that happens in in uh, in totalitarian regimes. Right. Where you get your neighbors ratting on each other for things. And so then people start making stuff up so that they can get even with the neighbor. It's just, uh, yes. you know, uh, it's 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 a bad scene because people are people. So.
1: I, I, you know, as soon as this exec, these executive orders are signed, lawsuits will be filed. It will be interesting to watch all of this play out. Um, yeah. Gun owners are not about to, you know, they're, they're not about to give up their guns. I guarantee that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, it's just well, not and, happen. and, you know, and like I said, it, 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 they're constitutionally protected. It's a right that is in the Constitution. And so, and it has been uh, repeatedly affirmed through courts. And so it's not something that's going to change just because. Uh, you know one president decides that that he doesn't like it but you know lots of different presidents and and different um uh constraints have been allowed at different times but um uh you know like we talked about the automatic weapons have been banned for a long time you know you can't you can't go buy a tank and drive it down the middle of the street you know it's there, there are there are laws that that limit what you're allowed to do um and, and uh you know freedom doesn't mean anarchy but um we also can't have any president, regardless of which party he's in, determining what he wants to do and doing it by fiat. And that's, uh, yep. you know, there are processes that need to be taken. There's steps. There's ways to do this that fit within the law in terms of trying to get things done. And that way then the, the people's rights are protected because our representatives then have to all agree on something. And, uh, and if it's difficult to do, there's a reason. It's because the country, you know, isn't, hasn't decided yet as a whole on how to do something, you know, that there's a, a, lot of split opinions. And so, um, you know, so with that, we thing.
1: are, com- we are completely out of time.
0: Yep. We are. We are. So thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate your, your listening and we will be back tomorrow. It'll be Friday, the end of the week.
1: Oh, Woo-hoo.
0: So, um, start planning your weekends. Now people have a wonderful Thursday. I'm Todd Brinker.
1: I'm Aaron Brinker. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. Feeling
0: Feeling like I'm falling in love. Feeling like I'm falling in love. Feeling like I'm falling in love. Hey